0: Hello and welcome to another podcast where we talk about corset sewing and other lively stuff. I hope you're having a wonderful day and that you're going to enjoy today's topic. So for today, um, I do get a lot of questions about how to build your client base, and. Um, I have to admit that is um, asking the wrong question essentially simply because that is not the starting point you do not start off by asking yourself how do I build a client base you ask yourself what type of a corset do I want to make what style of corset do I want to make because everything starts with the artist the creator the uh, person that's kind of trying to make their business uh, successful So, if we start making uh, courses that are essentially mainstream and we try to cater to a general mainstream buyer, client, uh, we are going to lock ourselves into a business that we hate. Because we are not going to enjoy creating stuff we do not usually make. So, the first thing we gotta do, we have to identify our passion, our love, our style. We can actually have a couple of styles we do not need to be locked into one just one style maybe we like to make uh, a couple of different styles and cater to a couple of different uh, groups of clients but we need to identify it first before we start planning our battle plan essentially so there are many different um communities that uh, like to wear corsets and those communities are very different from one another, and they have different budgets, they have different uh, needs, and ones from our corsets. So let's talk about them first. Uh, first off, we have subcultures such as goth and steampunk. Uh, after that, we have uh, costuming communities. We can start off with reenactors, which are hardcore. Then we have Renaissance fair lovers, we have LARPers, and of course we have cosplayers so uh, all four categories of uh, communities have uh, a love for costumes but they have very very different needs and wants from corsets and they're going to buy from very different creators of corsets of course because of that because their needs are so different to one another a cosplayer isn't going to see the same value as reenactor does in a historically accurate made pair of stays or in the Devardian corset. They're, they do not have the same value for those two people. But that doesn't mean the corset itself is um, crap. It's not. It simply uh, is viewed by two different sides because there are two different clients that have different needs. It's very, very simple when it comes to value. If I do not have um, use for it and I do not like it, It means nothing to me. It's a piece of crap, essentially. I don't need it. What the fuck am I going to do with it? Why would I pay that much money for it? I mean, it looks pretty, but, like, that's all it does. But the reenactor is going to think to themselves, Oh my lord, that is amazing. All the fabrics used are so period-correct. And the colors and the flossing. And they are going to have orgasms for days on a wonderfully recreated corset that is very historically accurate and they're going to be more than willing to pay a pretty pretty penny to get that thing again the corset itself doesn't have anything to do what the person looking at it and kind of gauging its value does one has nothing to do with the other but when it comes to that we need to um, pick our clientele properly So it aligns with what we want to do, and what corsets we want to create. Because if I make an amazingly drop-dead gorgeous gothy corset that's blacker than black with all the rhinestones and lace, and it has spikes and d-rings and like, I don't know, stuff, it has stuff, and spider webs and bats, and I don't know, it has amazing stuff that's the gothiest of the goth. A goth queen is going to flip out while the mainstream person is going to be confused why that is so expensive and that is a halloween costume why would you give more than ten dollars for that shit? that's the thing the corset is amazing however you look at it but it really depends on what the client wants what the client needs and what they're willing to pay for so by identifying your passion and identifying um what client community is going to align with your passion and your design and aesthetics uh, is the starting point of any corsetry business essentially any business sewing business garment making business in general we cannot make stuff because we like and then um show it to a wrong type of a client and then get upset because they do not understand. We cannot expect other people to understand our passion. Because the passion is ours. And if they do not share it, we cannot force others to share it as well. We can try to educate them, and I think that is a big point and a big thing that we need to do when it comes to corsets and making them more acceptable in the mainstream. But we cannot make people like what they do not like, and that is okay. We need to find people that like the same things that we like. So we have the Goth the um steampunk people and then we have reenactors uh we have uh larpers we have renaissance fairs and of course we have cosplayers uh next up we have some uh, more of a kinky fetishy type of a scene where we have um we have drag queens uh we also have um, Kingsters that enjoy the uh, practice of tight lacing and the practice of domination and submission through wearing corsets and being controlled by it. Uh, and then also we have uh, sissifyfica- sissification. Pardon me. We have sissification. Uh, that is where um, pretty much a man is dominated by usually a woman and kind of forced uh, to dress and behave and look like a proper young lady so those are very different corsets for very different needs and the clients are very different as well materials are going to be different the budgets are going to be different and of course the prices are going to be very very different after we identify our passion and take a shot every time i say passion uh, we need to identify the client community one or more Maybe if you're into very romantic styles, maybe you're going to be interested in the wedding and um, evening dress community as well. That is a very popular uh, area for corsets too, but do keep in mind that the clients are very different than the others that we've um, talked about, simply because uh, those are special events and they're not all that often. Um, They don't happen that often in one's life so there's that think about it but there are other options as well and you do not need to be a corset maker that makes wedding dresses if you do not want to there are always going to be out there people that are going to be willing to pay for your wonderful work no matter how far out there it is next up we have the passion we have the clientele we have the base now how do we get into the contact with our clients well the clients that we want, the client community? Well, first off, uh, we take the community and then we see um, what do they like to do? Where do they hang out? Do we have a local based community uh, events or maybe groups or organizations, something like that? We want to get into contact with that when it comes to local stuff. When it comes to international and selling online, uh, you definitely want to get um, very very intense on social media and you want to build up your social media presence simply because if you're not on it you simply do not exist no one's going to find you and if you do not know something exists you cannot even buy it because we do not read minds or anything like that anyways when it comes to the local communities cosplayers have conventions they have forums they have groups uh they have local meeting place Uh, you definitely want to get involved into the community and become a part of the community but do not come to them as a seller first come as a person because that is what you are you are a creative crafter that loves making what they do and uh, provides potentially a service to others that do not have the same skill set to do the same thing that you do so come as a person first and um try to talk to people you know like they're people I know that is very difficult I understand I'm very awkward with people but you want to kind of come there as you are <laughs> and try to be their friend and try to mingle with people and just be nice and talk to them same goes when it comes to goth and uh, steampunk and renaissance and um costuming and larping just get involved into the hobby and the culture of the community before you try to pitch a sale because no one likes a pushy salesman not even pushy salesmen so um you do not want to start off by a pitching a sale offering your goods and trying to get them to buy shit from you because if that is the first contact you are always going to be remembered as the person that sells shit and you're not going to get very deep into the community and the people are not going to recommend you first to other people that they know that might have a need or a want for a corset so just be nice and and talk about stuff try to help people with with their own projects and people are going to appreciate that and people are going to remember it and when they uh Get to the point. I want a corset. They're going to think of you, and think to themselves, "Yeah, she's so good at that shit. I'm gonna get like buy a corset from her." Or they have a friend that's like, ah, "I want to get a corset, but the China stuff it's so bad, and I want to get a real one, but where do you find a real corset maker?" Well, you're the the person is going to be. I know a person. Yeah, she's awesome, amazing. You're gonna love her. That is what you want to do, definitely when it comes to the local scene. Just, as I said, be nice and do not... Don't give with expecting some shit in return. People are going to know and they're not going to like it because when, you know when other people do that to you and you do not like them. Because you know, okay, that has strings attached. I don't like you. That That's not okay. So don't give stuff don't give stuff don't um share knowledge or like do favors or anything because uh, i expect now you owe me bitch. don't do that that is not going to be fruitful in the long run it might give you some sales in the beginning but that's going to dry out very soon because people are going to know what you're doing and how things work with you and that is going to be a deterrent and not a very a nice thing to have in the community. And community is not going to like you, because you are that seller that, you know, sells you stuff because they, they expect stuff from you. So don't do that. When it comes to online stuff, same thing. Absolutely same thing, but it's online. We are still talking to people. We are not talking to some aliens or machines. It's, it's the same stuff, but the setting and the, the jungle is a bit different. The terrain is different, so um, definitely be nice with people. Share your work, talk about it, um, comment, uh, answer questions. Um, say thank you to compliments and do not overthink it. <laughs> that is one of the worst things you can do for yourself. Um, play down compliments that other people give you don't do that just accept it and like roll on it's going to be awesome you're going to uh, get used to it in time Uh, when you're um, sharing pictures do not share only pictures of your finished projects having a behind-the-scenes look is always uh, amazing and customers appreciate it because they can actually see what goes into creating the awesome work that you do so they actually feel It has more value because now they know how the shit is made and oh my god that's so actually difficult and that is so precise and i could never do that and she is so neat and precise and and all the things that that's done with it and all of that stuff it just brings another perspective to your work because you cannot behave like you're a Big ass fucking business that has like a thousand employees and you're an entity that like doesn't really have a face and you are always very professional like that time is long gone. You are a little artist which you are that has a passion that makes amazing things, and you have very human things that you do and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's easy sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days some projects are amazing and others are not so much share that with people Your clients are going to love it and they're going to be more willing to buy from you because oh now i know you she's such a nice person or he i'm mostly saying she because most of the corset makers that i know are actually female that is why i'm not I'm not trying to complicate this. <laughs> it's just the numbers and the statistics and what is um, more usual and what I'm most uh, used to. But there are many, many male corset makers, don't get me wrong there. Um, as I was saying, um, communicating with your clients. Do not give because you expect back. Give because you want to give. Give because there is something that you enjoy doing. And you like talking about corsets or about your work or how stuff is made and done and where you got shit. Share that stuff. And that is how you're going to build your client base. People are going to get to know you. They're going to get to know your work. And they're going to like you. Because there's always going to be someone that likes you specifically. I don't know why, but that's how people work. And you should definitely keep that in mind. Do not try to appeal to a large majority of people because you're not going to get to that. You you simply are not. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. It doesn't matter how good or nice or amazing you are. There's always going to be someone that doesn't fucking like you. That's okay. You're interested in people that do like you and like your work and want to work with you. Those are the clients you should be focused on, not on the non-clients. The negative experiences with clients. And people that do not understand and see value in what you do. Do not focus on that. They're not your clients. Focus on the people that adore you. And spend more time with them. And that's all you gotta do. That's it. Share on social media. Go to local events. And like, hang out with people. That's it. And you're going to build a clientele base in no time. Because you're going to attract people that like you and like your work and your style and want to buy your shit. And that's all an artist and a crafter can ask for. Really. What, what else do we want to do? Aside from making amazing stuff for people that like the amazing stuff we make. That's it. That's the end of the story, essentially. And do not think social media is evil or bad, simply because it's a tool and people use tools. And a lot of people send out a lot of negative shit to the social media. Be the person that sends out positive shit and wonderful stuff and focus on that. Share your wonderful work and your wonderful wishes and dreams with, with the little part of your internet. And enjoy that. That that That's it. It's going to be awesome, you're going to do great. Just practice if you have trouble and try out different things and experiment. And do not try to copy other people, just be you. That's it. That's, th- that's the secret of getting the clientele. It's very simple, but be complicated. Because it has to be more complicated because it's a business. Oh well, not really. People like people. People are going to buy from people, not from a logo and not from a material or like an idea, an entity of business. No one likes that. All of the big businesses are trying to build brands that is very relatable. Look at Wendy's. That is a big-ass business. And people are behaving like it's a damn, damn person. It's not. And you are a damn person. So just be a person hope you have learned something today this was um, unusual and um, strange but we shall see where the other podcasts are going to take us um hope you've enjoyed the content hope you're going to try out what i recommended hope i kind of put things in perspective and um made you feel a bit better about yourself and just being human uh till next time to lose hugs and kisses bye bye